So hello everyone, Ash here from the Goodison Blues and welcome to another edition, it's edition number 81 of the Goodison Blues podcast and it's the end, you know, the end of the season is coming guys, it's coming fast and furious and everything are back in action again on Sunday evening. The last number of weeks, all the games recently have been, you know, pretty much, you know, Clark has been the... You know, a must-win game, this being a must-win game, that's been a must-win game. And so far, in these kind of list of games, only the West Ham one have really proven to be anything that we we thought we wouldn't get something from, but actually did. And trying to get this elusive European spot. But Everton holds Sheffield United on Sunday evening, but it's the dreaded home form again, which puts doubts in, of course, our minds. Even though it's against the already relegated worst team in the Premier League. No disrespect to Sheffield United, but Evertonians, we can all, we know ourselves, we're fickle. We're like most football teams and their fans, we're fickle. We can be optimistic, we can be pessimistic, and all the other ticks, I suppose, that go with supporting your club. In the back of my mind, for instance, I am thinking, Sheffield United lose. Wolverhampton Wanderers lose. Manchester City, the last game of the season, we win. I can see it. It's just it'd be just typically Everton. And by the time that comes around, it's too late, no European, and you're not gonna get European football from that final game if you lose of course those other two. Now from a European point of view, you know, this is a this you know we don't get three points here that's it, the European dream, whatever it be, the Conference League or the, or the Europa League, that it's done, done over, next season, let's go on. And pretty much, you know, we, we're looking at over our shoulder uh, other results going our way to try and somehow get there. And we just can't be relying on just our results. But now, if that's the case, do we want European football at this moment in time? If we get into Europa League, will we be capable of actually giving it a go? Or will we, be, you know, how, how much of our squad will be, end up making it good for us? Will it make an experience to forget, for instance, you know, will we get battered in each group game? I think our current squad, I think once we have two, three to four players out of a squad altogether, we will get absolutely annihilated in most of these games, regardless who we're playing against. So, you know, our momentum will disappear very, very quickly in the competition. And we like you're taking over a spot where another team might actually have a chance of doing something in this. We've already seen this, you know, in games this season where we've had those players missing, even though you'd still expect to win those games so you know are we best suited for this season even though you wouldn't really want to admit it to stay out of Europe for this season and concentrate on the league again and invest in the squad during the the break until the season starts again we also have to think about if we are not in Europe the attraction of getting quality players to join the club now we all know this if you're not if you don't have European football it is very very difficult to attract the big the big names now maybe 
you have the other side of there'll be a lot of players that will want to be part of, as they've been calling it over the last couple of years, the project of the new stadium. They'll want to be able to get the new stadium. And when a new stadium opens, they want to be players that will want to have the first uh, trophy, you know, lifted there for, you know, instead of, you know, at the new stadium and the first trophy they've ever had in so many years. That might come into a player's mind. So we kind of have that in our option. Also, the, the brand being. Carlo Ancelotti being there, Hamas Rodriguez, if you know, been still there, that's something we have to aim for as well. But the big one is this European football. Now maybe the Conference League, because it hasn't been done before, whether that would attract players to come from a bigger side to us, that remains to be seen. But I really think we don't have European football. It's been very, very difficult to attract the quality players in the positions that we are really short of this season. The other side of it is is FFP. That will also demand on what we can actually do and can do going into the next season. This FFP, you know, for for instance, um, Fahar Mashiri could turn around and give Carlo Ancelotti two hundred million to spend this coming transfer window and won't be able to utilise it because we'll have to get rid of some of possibly key players or ones whose game time will be extremely limited next season. The latter, you know, in trying to get the correct financial package for suiting both the player and club. And don't forget, when you're thinking of this as a decision being made between the player and club, it's not just the player and club, it's that third person and that's the blasted uh, uh Clients that look after, you know, the the agents that look after the players. The player might be willing to move, but they'll push and push and push to get a higher uh, wage benefit and a, a higher this and a higher that. And it could keep actually players at the club that know that they're not going to get much game time, but they will stay and try and get better deals because of the agents. So, you know, there's even talk around social media that it's time to ship Rosharrison away from the club if we get bids of eighty million and plus. No, I don't want to see him leave the club. Yes, let's be fair, he has not lit the stage much this season. And, you know, something is bothering him when you look at him in the, in the last four or five weeks. He looks angry all the time when he's on the ball. I'm not ang- angry in the fact that he's angry and wanting to be able to play football and do stuff. You know, when he gets substituted then, he looks absolutely fuming when he's coming off. Whether he's had a good game or a bad game, he see, when he gets taken off, he does not seem to like it. So obviously there is an issue there with Rochelle as well as the club himself. Is there a pers- persistent knock that needs attention and just been, haven't been able to spare him and it's getting worse as each game goes on. So at the end of the season, that needs to be sorted obviously with Rochelle. So that's all to come in the coming months and when the transfer window opens, we will then see what transpires. But anyway, back to the main theme of the podcast and that is the game on Sunday against Sheffield United. The injury news is we know James is fit and available to play according to Carlo Ancelotti. Should he start? 100% he should start. Forget that it's, oh, it's only Sheffield United. You know, we don't need him for this game. It's only Sheffield United. No, 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 no. He plays. If he's able to play from the start, he plays from the start. All this talk about him, you know, um, not, not being ready to play. If we don't get three points from this game, our European dream is gone regardless so as far as I'm concerned he plays this game 100% if he is fit to start Mina we know is still missing for this game now don't get me wrong you know against the team that has been dire all season as Sheffield United we should be full of confidence but there's always 
this is the Everton conundrum here. The you know messing up the game, bottling the game. So for me, for this, I I would completely not slightly change the lineup, but the the formation one hundred percent to change for this game. So we pick for in goal and a back four this time and a continuous back four of Coleman, Godfrey, Keane, and Dinia. And when Dinia does get forward, for especially for this game because he was dire for crossing against. Uh, uh, the last game against Aston Villa, he needs to really improve that. So he needs to be on the ball, no pun intended for this. Then I'll have a trio of midfield, and this is where I would slightly change it. Gilfie Sigurdsson will come out, and it'll be Davies, the Curry, and Allen in there in the midfield. And then a trio of James, Dominic Cavalloon, and of course Richarlison. It's simple, it's direct, it's attacking, get the job done formation. And if it all goes, you know, south, and James is not able to really contribute contribute anything or you know he's feeling a bit of a tweak at least or even better if the job is done on 60 minutes then we can take him off and then from from my point of view Carlo needs to get the substitutes right in this respect and this is where King comes on not a Wobie uh, Josh King should come on for James in that position and the same in midfield you know if he has to take off anyone in midfield whether it's the Corey whether it's Alan or Tom Davies it's Sigurdsson or Gomez and not Fabian Delph keep him out of the side and it's firstly get this result right but Carl, as I said Carlo needs to get the substitutes right too and so score wise if you're looking at this normally and you're thinking okay this has to be an easy win and as far as I'm concerned if we go with this formation and the mentality of don't bottle this just go for it get the, the three points get the game done and dusted as early as possible then I'm, I'm pretty sure we can, I'm confident we can get something of a 3-0 nature if not more the lads know at this point you know it's up to them to take these chances you know there were chances against Aston Villa that they bottled big time you know games like these during the season we have bottled a lot of them there's way too many to mention so I'm not going to even bother going into them but the, you know for us you know the few of us should, we should be confident or able and you know to feel confident that on tomorrow evening that we can sit in front of the TV, or depending where you are, of course, in you know if you're UK, you can sit outside of this if there's a big screen. That we, wherever we're watching the game tomorrow, that we'll be able to sit down, you know, get your takeaway point again, get your gin and tonic, your sminics, your whatever it is you drink, or in some cases the dreaded Rockshore that some of the members drink. You know, we should be able to crack them open and see our lads put in a very commanding and impressive victory in this game tomorrow for me if you know if the bottling continues with this game you know we'll all lose our minds i really do you know they've i think they've only they've the worst home record they've the worst away record it's the reason why they're relegated i think they've only won once away from home this season if that if that turns into a victory for them tomorrow you know all hell i think is going to break loose and so for me, three nil is the goal I'm going to go with. Um, a lot of people are calling for Dominic Cavalloon to get a couple of goals against his former club. That's all well and good, but I would like to see Richardson get a brace tomorrow, just to you know get him on the finishing you know at the end of the season, and hopefully it get gets him back on a run just before the end. Because we do, as I mentioned earlier, there is something niggling at him. So if he gets two goals tomorrow, it might cheer him up, and then let Dominic Cavalloon get one for himself. So. That's it. It'll be job done. Three points. Thank you very much. Thank you. know, Bob's your uncle. Mary's your sister. Your auntie. Get it all done and dusted. And that's all we want to see. But hey, it's everything. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Goodness and Blues podcast. You happy listening to Ash? We'll be back very soon with a match reaction to hopefully a commanding result tomorrow evening. Take care and stay blue.